Area 10 Faith Community meets in the historic Bird Theater in Carytown in Richmond, Virginia. We worship together at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings, both in person and online at youtube.com slash area10church. Kid-friendly programming is also available at the same time just down the street at 2810 at Community Gathering Place. We hope to see you at the Bird Theater soon. Now, on to this week's message. Well, good morning. Hi. I got to check off my second visit to Area 10. Three more, and I get whatever my super secret surprise. It's the best, it's the best welcome that I, it's so awesome. Like, so I'm in Atlanta, right? I'm just like, okay, I got to get back. I got to get it back. So um, before we get going, I just want to, it is such a privilege to be here. I don't, I know you know this. Um, if, maybe if you're new, you don't know this, but I love this place. I love the simplicity of it, the clarity of it, the leaders. I got to spend, uh, I guess, you know, a couple days, whatever, just immersed and getting to know people. And it has just been um, such a blessing and literally could not wait to get back. So I drugged my wife with me this time. I'm like, you got to see this place. So um, super thrilled to be here. Love the series, the songs Jesus sang. Been watching and just going through the entire thing. And I was like, this is so cool for like the last six weeks, you know, or seven weeks, whatever, that, that these things, these words that Jesus knew, that, that and it's so funny because he, he's quoted with these exact words. And I, I can just picture him like when I'm distressed, when things are going on, or when I'm at these changes, him just singing these over me. And so when Chris um, asked me to speak today, we are in the middle of 21 days of prayer. Um, we've never done that at our church. Uh, I go to a church called Three Taverns Church uh, in Atlanta, and uh, we'd never really done that. And we just stopped and said, you know, there's so much good going on. Things are moving so fast. We have no idea what to do. And all of us just were kind of like, well, we just need to spend more time with God. You know, we just need to spend a little more time. Like, I need to be. And the first thing we realized was we just need to be in his presence. But, but, but when Chris called, we, our 21 days had gone to 28, and we're just like, we just need answers. And really what it came down to was just we didn't know how to move forward. Like, just what's the next step? You know, where do we go? What do we do? And, and, and how do we move forward? And so I don't know if you've ever been in that kind of place. Um, in the middle of the 21 days of prayer, I rediscovered Psalm 139. Um, I want to say I discovered it because I read it fresh and new for almost like the first time. And it, and it just struck me. And so I don't know, you know, we, we all have these times where we need to move forward, where it's like just forward from something not good for us, forward for, you know, from just maybe a bad circumstance, and sometimes just forwarding good things. Like, you know, we're in a great place, but it's like, how do you get to the next place without getting messed up? Who wants to take the wrong step, right? And have you ever done the redo? I've done the redo, right? Don't want to do that. So it's just like, I, we're just in this place where it's like moving forward good, but I've also been in those places where it's, you know, how do I move forward from this bad thing, this, this boss that's just oppressive, or, or this thing that's not working anymore? And so if you've ever felt that way, if you've ever been in that spot, then I hope today you find some inspiration from the psalm because God so inspired me when I read it and I was just reading it myself uh, just at an altar during the middle of that time of prayer. And it was just super, super, super cool. So um, I don't know um, 
what'll catch you, like when they're reading. But I know what caught me. And what caught me when we were reading were these, these two verses that said this. So David, after just looking at all the great stuff God's done and, and how God knows him and everything else, said this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Wow. And see if there be any grievous way in me. You know, and then he, and it's just like, wow. Like, whoever did that to God? Like, when's the last time I looked at God and said, go. Like, you look deep inside of me. You find anything in me. And I was just kind of like, you know, but really when it's time to move forward, that's, that's, that's it, isn't it? Every time I've ever moved forward and done it right, there's always been something in my life that I needed to let go. Now, I'm a little over-analytical. I'm a decision scientist, like just so I overthink things. You may be easier and just, you know, easygoing, but I know like every time I've ever moved forward in my life, there's always been something that, that needed improvement, that needed to be let go, a new skill that needed to be learned. And so these words of like, self-awareness. You know, before I, before I go to this new place, before I go to this thing, hey, God, in a loving way, <laughs> please, right, because he knows everything, in a loving way, could you just look, is there anything in me that's like grievous, like that's maybe off a bit, that needs to get fixed before I start taking a step? And this was the lead-in, this was the lead-in for his next line, his next prayer, where David said this, lead me in the ever the way everlasting. So I love that. Like, lead me in the way everlasting. And it, for some reason, that just caught with me, which is like, you know, he doesn't just want him to show him what to do, but he wants this, like, everlasting, permanent, no regrets. I'm going to move forward, and I want to move forward with you, God, in the way everlasting. Like, the, the thing that's eternal, the thing that, that's going to work forever. So... In the entire song that David wrote, um, when he wrote to God, he was saying like, you know, uh, so you know every one of my thoughts. You heard that, right? And you know my heart. And, and when I was born, you, you saw me and you already knew because you know everything, like how my life was going to go. And even when it's dark, the dark is not dark to you. So like you're, you're like my headlamp, you're my fog lamp, you'll get me there. And, and he's, he's rolling all that up and he's saying, you know, hey God, so lead me in the way everlasting. And, and that combined with that kind of self-awareness really resonated with me, right? That just really resonated with me. There's this verse in, in Proverbs that reads this way. Many are the plans in the mind of a man. Yeah. Right? You got them? The dreams, the plans, the, oh, I'll do this and that. And it's great because I had a great a mentor once who said, you think you can control everything, but you control nothing. You know, so many are the plans in the mind of man, but it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And it was just like, wow. Okay, so here's David recognizing all the power of God. And he's saying, leave me in the way everlasting, but there's this underlying theme of this. You're like gravity, God. You never change. You know, so like the eternal truths of God, the eternal love of God, the what? The way everlasting. It is going to work whether I go on that ride or not. That wave is coming. I can ride it. I cannot ride it. I can choose to do it my own way. I can do anything I want to do. But the way everlasting is his way. And it's like, I call it like spiritual physics. 
that God's laws, like they work. They work for people who believe in him. They work for people who don't. Like I've seen people be generous who don't believe in God and generosity, the blessings come from that. But the key is David is a man of God. Anyway, I was like, and I remember when I first read that proverb, I changed the way I was raising the kids. And I started saying to the kids, I drove them nuts. I mean, every time they were headed to school, every time they were headed to do anything, I would just say these things to them. I would say, hey, before you go, Jordan, our daughter, Jordan, before you go, just remember, this is like they're going to school. Like I'm pushing them out of the car and I'm like, hey, choose God. Every decision counts and good always wins. And this became my mantra because I began to realize if I could get them to, in every situation, just think, like, what would God do? Like, what do I know about him? What's his character? Whatever. That if they would choose God and they would realize that every single decision counted. And that ultimately, if you're on the right team, which is good, good always wins. In the end, good always wins. It may get persecuted. It may get made fun of. But good always wins. And really, that's just resonating what what David's saying in Psalm 139, which is what? Right? God, you know everything. And no matter what I do, and no matter what anybody else does, if I choose you, I'm going to win. If I choose you and I find your ways, they're going to work. And you know everything and you know me, so help me find, for me, right, the way everlasting. It's time to move forward, God. How do I get there? And so... When I'm at these points in my relationship with, you know, the world, with work, with anything else, and I'm like, it's time to move forward. I, I want to move forward in a surefire way. I hope you're there too. Like, right? Who wants to guess? Like, I'm done guessing. Like, right? So um, I'm at a point where we're traveling all over the world, and, and I'm away from home, and I'm like, is this really how this is supposed to go? Who wants to guess? Who wants to guess about, like, that new job or you know, maybe it's time for me to put some boundaries on this relationship or, or wherever you're at. I always want to move forward in a surefire way. Like, I, 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 if I could get the way everlasting, if I could figure out exactly how this is going to work, then I'm just in a much better place. And I'll tell you why. Because I've learned this about Doug. And this may be true about you. David echoes this in Psalm 139. That every time that I move forward into something new, and it really works, it is founded upon a really healthy relationship with my God. It's like when I'm in a really healthy spot with God, when I'm in a really good place where I'm, I'm spending time with Him, where I'm praying, where I'm just aware and very self-aware, every time that that happens and I'm in that place, what I've noticed is everything and every step forward from that point seems to go way better. There's, there's less regrets. There's more success. There's a better decision. So David is kind of at that same thing, right? But David's at this place. He's writing this psalm. And the entire first part of the psalm, like what? Like, like 17 verses are all about what? How he just loves his walk with God. He loves his relationship with God. And he's like, I'm just in a great place. You bless me. And even when I'm wrong, you've helped me get right. Um, he's not dealing with shame. He's not doing, he's just, he, he's there and he realizes that God knows everything and like he could tap into that. And this is the place that he starts. And so before he ever asks God, hey, show me the next step, he just stops and realizes and thanks God for this incredible relationship he has. 
And, and then I got to be honest with you. As I'm reading this, I moved, um, as I'm reading this, I moved forward to this verse um, 19, and, and it derailed me. And I don't know if it's derailed you ever, but this is, this is what I read. And it said this, right? So it's just like, you're great, you're great, you're great, you're awesome, our relationship was great. And then there's this hard stop, just like a hard stop in the song. If, if you're musical, it'd be like a bridge. Like it just hard stop, a whole new, and it goes like this. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, oh God. Oh, men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Wow. Don't I hate those that hate you, oh God? And don't I loathe those who rise up against you? And then this line, I hate them with complete hatred. I'm like, that's harsh. Like, God's a God of love, right, David? And you're just talking about this great relationship you have. And then I read this. But before you get hung up, let me just kind of set you free because it took me a minute to, to kind of look at this. That word hate that's in there that, that kind of is like, Oof, I, you know, I hate you with complete hatred. It, what it's really saying is this in Hebrew. It's like, I separate myself from you. Like I loathe it. I dislike it so much that I, I separate myself from it. So it's not hate maybe like the way we think. I mean, clearly it is in a sense. But it's more this sense of like, I'm going to get so far away from this. God, I have set myself aside from this. What you hate, I hate. Those who hate you, I hate. I separate myself from them. And I was like, why, God? Like, how does this fit in this beautiful relationship with God? And then how does it fit? Like, right after this is where David's like, show me how to go forward. And what I realized is this, in a lot of the songs that, that Jesus would sing, in a lot of the psalms that David wrote, there's these little brief pauses before he gets ready to move forward where he just looks at the circumstances around him. And it's like a light bulb went off for me. Like, you know, before I'm getting ready to move and I sense it's time to move, I need to sometimes just stop and look at my circumstances around me. David is being persecuted. People hate him. They're after him. They want to destroy him because he's a man of God. The world is there. And, and, and surely you felt this way, right? We are really trying to move forward in your life. And there's actually people, sadly, sometimes people in our own lives, in our own relationships, who just stand against us. And it's like, I, gosh, I wish I could get out of the situation. Or what do I do, God? And so David just says, this does this check, and he just looks around him and goes, God, this is my circumstance. And so right after he recognizes the trying, testing world around him, do you ever felt this way, like your boss is that? Or maybe you look at like the, what's going on in the world and terrorism, and you're like, God, it's just wicked. Or when you look at that person and that relationship, or it's troubling. And so this is kind of what David does. He looks and he goes, like, look at these people. Look at these people who are oppressing me. And I was like, man, how powerful, though, so right after he looks at that circumstance and the people around him and says, this is not ideal, come those, those verses we read at the beginning, right, which is just, search me, O God. Now, how healthy is that? So I look at everything that's going around me, and I'm like, this is bad. But then I'm going to stop and say, hey, wait a minute. Am I that person? Am I the very thing I hate? Where am I at? And let's make sure that I am in a good place as I go forward. So... 
really cool, what struck me in this whole thing is that David goes through and he wants to have this like really healthy starting point for himself, right? And whether you're in the midst of trouble or whether David's in the midst of trouble or not, he gets to this point where he just kind of goes, okay, I'm going to check out the circumstances around me. But then immediately afterwards in the next verse, he does this thing where he does what? He actually turns away from that and he turns back to God. So I see all of this. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn back here. I'm not going to let my circumstances determine this next step forward. So David's looking for what God would want. Like he's, he's looking for what God would want. Show me the what? The, the way everlasting. He knows a couple things about God that are all through the Bible. He gets this, is that what? That he knows that God, what, finishes what he starts? And if you've ever read the Bible, if you haven't, that's cool. Let me just tell you, there is no place where God starts something that he doesn't finish it. And there's no place in all the history recorded of man and the relationship with God. That's really what the Bible is. It's just a record of, from the very beginning, of the relationship of men and women to God. There's never a place where God leads them into a trial that doesn't end up in a victory. And so David also knows that God always teaches us. Like, he'll help refine us. If we turn our hearts towards him, he'll help us become improved. And so as David's looking at, like, how do I go forward? How do I, it's time to move forward, God. How do I move forward? He, he, he looks away from the circumstance and looks back to the God in the first 16 verses that was what? All-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present, and says, I want to do what you're doing. I want to do what you want to do. Like, I want the what? The way everlasting. Not the, the way of Doug, or, or the way of my wife, or the way of my friends, or the way of prophet, whatever. And th- God may do, like, great things, like, with that. But David's just like, I want the way everlasting. Now, the Bible's full of incredibly practical one-off advice, and I could take all morning and just give you all the ones I love, you know? Like, just practical, like, this is how to raise a kid, and this is what to do with money, and just super simple stuff that's changed my world. But when I realized that David's looking for God's way, it reminded me of Jesus. So Jesus, like, Jesus, this, I'm just going to read to you what Jesus said to the people who followed him. This is what he said. Truly, truly, I say to you, this is God, it's the Son of God talking. The Son can do nothing on his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him that you may marvel. So, so while God's on earth, Jesus is on earth, the Son of God is on earth, he's saying what? He's going to his prayer times, he's going to times, he's looking at his Father and he's saying, show me the way, the way everlasting. I'm going to look at where you're going and I want to go with you. That line from the, from the Son of God, the, it is so incredible to me that he says, I don't do anything on my own accord. I do what my father is doing. An incredible author named Henry Blackaby wrote a a book called Experiencing God. 
And in it, I hate to ruin it for you, but spoiler alert, okay? There's just one huge truth, and that's this. If you really want to do something incredible with your life that's just life-changing, that's so God, that you know he's going to bless, that he, you know that he's in and he's involved in, then go and look for where God's already working and join him. Instead of what? Hey, God, I'm over here. Come help me. Bless me where I'm at. Instead, do the simple thing. Look at where God's working. Look at, look at that relationship that he's working in where you see it prospering. And look at that. Do you get it? Look at, look at where he's working in you and lean into that. Look at the gifts he's given to you and, and lean into that. And this is Jesus saying, while I was on earth, I didn't do anything on my own. I just looked to where my father was working because he loved me and he showed me. And then he, he makes this promise to us later. It says, and he'll do the same for you. And Blackaby gets that. He's like, if you want to do something great, why don't you just go and look and find where God is working, and then go join them there. So you hear that in David's words? In David's words, we have what? Show me the way everlasting. What is it that you want to do, God? Where is it you want me to be? So he stops, and it's this. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Good self-awareness. Try me, test me, look inside, know me. You already do know me. What? And see if there's any grievous way in me. Is there anything in me that needs to change? If you've been around uh, maybe Christianity or the Bible for a while, you know there's a verse that says what? Before you look at the speck in somebody else's eye, look for the log in your own, right? So before we move forward here, God, let's just take a good, healthy self-assessment Is there anything I need to change? Is there any way I need to better myself? Is there something you want to add to me and add to my life? And then lead me in the way everlasting. So, what do we do when it's time to move forward? Like, what do we do? When it's time to to just get there and you're like, oh, you're clear, Doug. You said go ask God. Do you ever feel like sometimes you don't hear from him? Like, even he said, I love it, He's like, as he was leaving, he said, the Holy Spirit will guide you, he'll teach you, he'll give you everything you need to know. When I'm gone, that's it. My spirit, he will guide you. And, and they're like, but Jesus, tell us everything. He's like, I can't tell you everything. He's like, you can't handle everything that I know about you. You can't handle everything I have to know. You can't handle the truth, right? You can't. But I'll give it to you bit by bit by bit. We're at that place and we're like, I need more data. It's time for me to move forward. I want to move forward spiritually. I want to move forward practically. I want to move forward emotionally. I want to move forward in this relationship. It's time to move forward in this job. It's time to move forward in leadership. It's time to move forward. So, you know, God, what do I do? And so from David, writing this beautiful song that Jesus sang, that quoted, it would say this. First, lean on your relationship with God. To just look at your relationship, stop and think, like, God, like, you created me, you know me, you know everything about me, you even know what's coming, and I don't. When I'm standing in the dark, it doesn't seem dark to you, you're God. Just like, you know, God, I, I want that relationship to be solid. So you need, when it's time to move forward, like we need to make sure we have that like healthy relationship with him. To just lean in on that relationship and trust it, that he's God, that he's got it, that he knows us, that he's all powerful, he's all knowing, 
and that he wants us to succeed. He's not against us. He's for us. So lean on that relationship. Remember what he's done for you in the past. Remember what he's done and doing right now around you. And believe that God wants you to succeed. Because he does. Two, listen to what he's saying. It's so easy sometimes to, to pray a prayer like this, to sing a song to God and say, like, you're incredible, my circumstances aren't so great, and, oh, look inside me, and then lead me in the way everlasting, and then your girlfriend calls, <laughs> right? Or your boss calls, or, or it's time to shuttle the kids around to the next best thing, and, and we don't listen. So lean on the, your relationship with God, but, like, listen to what he's saying. Ask him to run that system check like David did. Like, let's just do a quick system check. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Okay. And then listen to what he says about what to fix and where to go and what to do next. It consume every single everlasting principle. Like, you're looking for the way everlasting? Like, I hate to say it, but like, read the book. Like, like, you know, just look and go like, what does it say about this? And what does it say about that? And get that data. So lean in your relationship. And then really listen to what God's saying. Three, look where he's working. This has been great for me. This is a big challenge for me right now. So I've been a pastor at a church for a really long time, and, and I love that, and I love my family. I love being able to invest in them. I love being able to be with them. I love all of that. I care about people. I love that. But there's a place in our life where God's doing and working in some other places, and for a couple years, I just really fought it and fought it and fought it. And finally, I just kind of had to throw my hands up and say, I surrender. Like, okay, I don't really want to travel, but if you want me to travel, I'll travel. I don't really want to do this. I love, I love helping people find a better, deeper spiritual walk. I just love it. I love to see people getting transformed. I, when, when I became a Christian, it didn't happen. Nobody was there. And so I, I kind of had to find my way. So I just love helping speed that up. And that's where God's work in my life right now is in helping other people find that. So there's just like, you know, it's just like, okay, so I'm going to lean on my relationship, right? And I'm going to listen to what you're saying. I need to look where you're working too. Because if I try to demand that God comes works where I want to be, I might miss this incredible blessing. So look where he's working in your life. You know, join him there. Just chase it. And then finally, it's this. Let's live moving forward. When, when, what I mean by that is, like, like if, if you got baggage, let it go. My car caught on fire in between uh, a trip from, uh, gosh, I don't even know where, Indianapolis or something in Hawaii. And so we came off the, thing, the ramp, and we were swapping luggage and doing the turnaround, and the car, so I don't a car. This is my favorite car because it was paid for. It's my favorite car because it's paid for. And, it, and, and not it was paid for, but I'd done all the maintenance, and it was a really nice car. It's the car I traveled in. And so I'm in Hawaii, and it kept coming up you know, what, during lunches and breaks, and this lead, great leader at Hawaii in this church we were helping, and he looked at me, and he said, Doug, I don't know you that well, but I just feel compelled to tell you to let the car go. Like, you just got to let it go. Like, this is, you got to move on. You need to go find a new car, fall in love, and buy one. I'm like, ah, you know. So kind of what I mean by live, live moving forward is, is just like, um, it's not just a matter of letting this stuff go, but it's a matter of expecting when you wake up to be going to a new place. 
new place spiritually, a new place emotionally, a better relationship, working towards a better job or a better position in the job you're in, or look, being a better mom or dad, or being a, you know, a better husband. It's that listen to those words of God, look where he's working, but then adjust your life to that. Like, just know that, that there's incredible stuff out there. If you're moving from a yicky place, there's a, there's a less yicky, in fact, there's tremendously blessed places. If you're in a good place, there's a better place. God's always on the move, and anytime we look and listen to him and lean on that relationship, especially when it's time to move forward, it just absolutely works. So, what would Jesus say? What song would he sing when it was time to move forward? And I think he'd pull out Psalm 139 and he'd sing it, and then he'd probably have to help us understand where David was at and what David was doing, and then he would look at us and he would say, hey, I'm here for you. Lean on this relationship. I'm here for you. I forgive you, I love you, but so much more than that, I want you to succeed. So could you just listen? You're asking, let me, let me speak those words to you. Let me show you where I'm working. And, and hey, once you have the truth, how about you adjust your life to it? And let's go somewhere great together. Father, I, I pray, just with everything within me, I just pray, Father, that you would um, show us, help us see where you're working. Help us see um, what you're doing. And if, if we're not in that place, like if we're not in that place or, or near it, that you'd help us with like your GPS, your God positioning system to kind of show us how we can get there. Father, when we're in those moments where we just know it's time to move forward, uh, maybe out of a relationship, into a relationship, boundaries, jobs, all these things that we deal with in our lives. And I guess what we're just saying this morning is, hey, thanks for knowing us. Thanks for loving us. Thanks for all you've done. Show us. Uh, the way to move forward. Um, it's my most sincere prayer, God, if there's somebody out there who's like me who has a lot of challenges going on, good or bad, um, boy, that you just inspire them. You're such an incredible God. So thanks for um, David and his life. Thank you that he wrote these words down. Thank you that Jesus quoted them. And thanks that uh, we get to hear him. Amen. Um, and just like as a side note before uh, we go and all this next great stuff happens that I can't wait, I just wanted to say to you, like, um, if you're in a place that's uh, kind of yicky, uh, I've been there. And sometimes we're in those places where we just need to move forward. Um, and I just want to encourage you, if you feel alone or disconnected from people or God or lonely, that the best place to start is where we all started. And it's not always so easy, but that you start from that place, that you um, go back to that place, or maybe for the very first time, and just remember where this whole thing starts. It starts with like a relationship with God. And one of the things I love so much about being here today and Area 10 is that you have this incredible uh, goal that we do, of, that we just want everybody to connect with God, right? and to find your people and change the world. And so that connect with God, that's that first step maybe in moving forward. So if you feel stuck 
or you feel like shame, or you feel like confused, or you feel overwhelmed, um, at the end of the service back there on the platform as you head out the welcome area, uh, there are people who would just love to talk to you. So don't miss out that sometimes what we need is somebody to come alongside us. And so you're invited to stop by at the end.